Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, okay, let's get into it. Um, what is it again? Critical race theory. Okay, what is, from as far as you know, what is critical race theory? As far as I know, from what I've read, it was like a basically like an essay that was written by um, what's his name, Coates, and it, it it the essay was something, and I, I forget the title of it. But basically, what it is is teaching the direct results of oppression in America, like how slavery led to black people mm-hmm. having less uh, less wealth in America than okay. white people. And but don't it, we know that already? Yes, but it's not taught. Like, like American history, at least when I was in school, was basically like, hey, there was slavery. Then you had Lincoln came along and he freed the slaves. Then we had this short little period of Jim Crow and things were kind of bad, but equal. And then Martin Luther King came along and he did his I Have a Dream speech and everything was crazy from then on. So basically it jumps from, hey, there were slaves, Lincoln Freedom, and then Martin Luther King, and now Black Swan. Yeah, we've been kumbaya ever since. All right. Everything's been great since. And what critical race theory, from my understanding, is like wants to show, wants to teach how, you know, uh, you know, like the, the Tulsa riot, the Tulsa massacre how once all over America, once black people actually started building wealth, other white people got jealous and destroyed it and just took took everything. And how, right. you know, you had redlining in the 50s, 60s, up to the 80s. Can you, can you explain what redlining is? Because that's a term that is not used a lot. Well, redlining was when you went to the bank to get a loan, they literally drew a red line around certain areas and everything inside of that was considered like black and poor worth less money. Like you couldn't get a loan to live 
in that area because right. the value, you know, the, the property value was low. Right. And but at the same time, black people weren't allowed to get loans for places outside of it. So, you know, you think back to the fifties, you know, after World War Two, when we came back, when all the soldiers came back from the war, they were giving out very low interest home loans to soldiers, to veterans, like, hey, you can buy a house and you can build wealth and here you go. But only I want to say it was like 2% of those loans actually went to black people. They all went to white, you know, most of them went to white. Yeah. And then, so basically, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, and then there were all these like subdivisions that were, that were popping up that were whites only. You can look and read the deeds to this day. It's still, they still say, they cannot be sold to anyone who's not Caucasian. That's and critical race theory is actually a college level course. And they want to teach all of this. Like it's really just American history with the good and the bad. Like warts and all. Okay. That's that's very understandable because they I think they do it in a way. I, I think that's good. I think it it needs to be taught because I am learning um, just from Kay's daughter and everything. Like they don't teach much black history nowadays. Um, no, they don't. Even when I was in school, they didn't teach. They taught the black history they wanted to teach. Of course, Harriet Tubman, you know, slavery, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, and that. A and then as you, not much. Huh? I yeah, said a little so, bit of Malcolm, yeah, but they, not they're much. Not gonna teach yeah, the beginning. Well, yeah, that's yeah, the that's thing. True. They don't. They didn't teach all of Martin Luther King either. They only taught the beginnings. They they teach you the beginning. It's like Jesus, right? They teach you, hey, he was born and he did some stuff, and then fast forward and he died. Like that's exactly how they do Martin Luther King. That's exactly how they do Malcolm X. They're like, yeah, they were born. They preached a bunch of stuff and told black people that you should stand up for yourself and you're not an animal. And then they die. Yeah, they don't teach like, you that, that Martin Luther King actually was ba- really a socialist who yeah. wanted to unite all poor people to rise up against the government. And yeah. conveniently, he was killed while he was planning the million person march or million workers march or something like that. That was yeah. a rally the to bring march of, yeah. poor people together and demand the rights that the rich people have. Yeah. And that's when the government killed him. Yeah. I mean, it, there, there's a lot of that they leave out. And like dude said, the guy that wrote that report, that's a lot of that shit isn't taught. You know, see, uh, but I, I wish they would dig. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say right now, the big stink is everybody's like, oh, it's teaching kids that hate America and hate white people and all this stuff, but it's, it's a college course. Like if you look at the news, you would think that they're teaching it in kindergarten and they're going to indoctrinate all the kids to, you know, all the white kids to think that they were bad and all the black kids to think that they're being held down by white people and that they should hate them. And it's not, it's 
it is an, a, a course that you have to elect to take in college. Right. It has nothing to do with elementary school, middle school, high school. But you wouldn't know that from all the, you know, it, it's it's big on the right, the right wing news because they just try to scare people all the time. So. But should right. they teach it in like high school? Do what? Should they teach it in high school? I think so. I think I think it would be okay to teach even in elementary school. I, I honestly think we should know the true history of America. I mean, yeah. the, the yeah. good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I learned way more about American history in college than I did, you know, through twelve years of of regular school. Just See, because and I, they candy coat everything, like oh and that yeah, was, we uh, Thanksgiving because we yeah. love the Indians, but in reality, it wasn't quite that way. Like they, the Indians actually saved the Pilgrims and taught them a bunch of stuff, and then the Pilgrims slaughtered. Yeah, you know, I uh, I, I, I learned more about American history actually in high school from a white dude, white teacher in high school, than I did anywhere else in fact i even got into it with my college uh teacher that was teaching american history because she said that lincoln freed the slaves and i was like what she was like yeah that was the main reason for the civil war and i was like no 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 and i mean it was an auditorium class and i was like that's not what happened and she was like it is and i was like no she's like well we can debate this after class and i was like cool yeah, she ran off to her damn classroom <laughs> or to her room, to her damn little study. I was like, all right, bitch, I'll catch you next time. Yeah. But I did. So I'm glad they're at least teaching it somewhere. That's the thing. I don't care what level they teach it at, but it just needs to be taught because honestly, if you teach it to some little kids, they're not going to look at their friend next to them and be like, you're white, you're bad. They're not going to do that. They're still going to play but i don't think they're going to comprehend what you're trying to tell them like right. if you try and teach a five-year-old about tulsa they're just going to be thinking oh there was this place that burned down right it was a bunch of black people that lived there and some white people did some stuff and burned down but you teach it at a high school level and now you teach it to people that can comprehend and then even excuse me more at a college level so between high school yeah. and college, yeah, definitely. But I also think that, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think it should be taught to grade school. I think I did say uh, it would be okay to an extent. You know, you could teach some of it, but yeah, I agree. High school would be better. And I also think it would, I think it would stop a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the real indoctrination in America is the exceptionalism. You know, America's the greatest country on earth. Oh, God. And yeah. We, you know, we won World War II. No, we didn't. We no. were in World War II, but Russia really won World War II for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, and all the, just the, the rah rah shit that yeah. people do, you know, USA, we're the greatest. Yeah, we've done some fuck shit, and we should know about it. We shouldn't yeah. just go, you know, indoctrinate people to think 
that America is this perfect society, the greatest society on earth, and we've never done any shit. Like, oh, yeah, so we killed a few Indians. No big deal. Like, uh, no. <laughs> you should really hear about how they did it and what they did. It was fucked up. Yeah. Well, they need to, first off, up. change the whole thing of discovering America should not be taught at all because you can't discover some shit that was already there. If there's mm, people already true. there. So I, they, I, I feel like they got to change that in schools, too. Like, and I, I think I think Native Americans should be one of the biggest courses. They found it. Mm. We learned everything we learned. We learned from them. <coughs> and it's like so, yeah. they they don't get they they it's, it's glossed over like every every other the Chinese history is glossed over the black history. All of it's glossed over when they talk yeah. about it in school. But when they talk about American history, all oh, this shit is weeks long. And you know, oh, God, they're getting yeah. deep in all of these people. And oh yeah, you spend time on Christopher Columbus, and it's a lie. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder that. I wonder why Christopher Columbus gets all of the praise. Because he's white. And no, I mean, it's, because the it's the black those... king that went, they, they he didn't make a big deal about it. Like he didn't go and like I discovered America a hundred years before Columbus ever did it. When he actually was there, he didn't go and say, I discovered America. He was like, no, went to chop it up with the Indians over there because we know they over there. They discovered that they land. We went, traded with them. I came back home. I didn't need to make a big deal. Columbus and them were just like, because they, they never accomplished that before. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Technically, if you think about it, the white people were the last people to discover America. Mm. <laughs> well, true. That's real but, shit. Uh, I do That's think a lot shit. of it too, though, why they stick with Christopher Columbus. Like the same reason why they stick with Paul Revere. There was a catchy poem written about Paul Revere. Yeah. Even though there was a, a girl who rode further than Paul Revere that night Paul Revere. to warn people that the British were coming. But, but didn't, you know, didn't he? 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Is catchier than, you know, way back in the day, America Vespucci came here, and before him, the Vikings, and before him, yeah, you know, it's it's because they come up with catchy ways to make you remember shit. They promoted it. No other, no other race was like we discovered America. They went and they were like, we went over here. Then <laughs> they're they like, that's it. We went over here. We saw some Indians. Indians live there. Oh, that's crazy. So we traded with them and we left. The white people were like, no, we discovered this land. <laughs> and the natives were yeah, like, we discovered the people that was <laughs> living have, on this land. <laughs> we, we discovered this land that had people. So we killed them and yeah. now we discovered oh, them. Oh, and I'm going to name them the false, after the false country not false country, we, but after the country I was trying to originally find. But because right. I didn't find it, I'm going to call them Indians because that's what I was trying to look for. <laughs> like, so, like, yeah, it's, a you, fu- it's fucked up. How do you get rewarded for being at the wrong place? Like, you... <laughs> But that's America, right? We reward the thieves and murderers and rapers and, and stealers and robbers. We reward the bad people. Right, we reward no, we, the people we that reward take the, the white robbers and thieves, and but everybody else, we kill them. 
Not really. I mean, how do you explain rappers? Well, I'm talking back in the day. I'm not, I'm <laughs> well, I'm just day. talking about America in general. I'm talking about America in general. Like, I mean, rappers a, are a recent phenomenon. But true. Back but in I, the day, I mean, I, but just look like at Mer- America's history in general. Like, if you can rob, steal, and kill your way to the top, you're going to be there and sustain way longer than anybody who's like just got their fucking hands in the dirt, right? Like America's not. Yeah, like America isn't built for people to get it out of the mud and become super, super duper rich. It's for people who just know how to fucking cut the corners the right way. So let me ask you this. This is, we'll segue into this real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that there should be billionaires in America while we have people living on the streets? Like, do you think that we should have a class of people that can hoard enough wealth, enough resources to end world hunger, mm-hmm. but they keep it for themselves? Do you think that that should exist? Do I Hell think it no. should exist? Yes. Uh... Hell no. That's the right answer. The answer is- or do you think that once you make a certain amount of money, like I'm all for people making their money, but once you hit a certain level, you get taxed at a higher rate, and that money should be put back into infra- into the infrastructure that you use to make your money, instead of now. Well, well, that's two different things because I believe in that. I believe that after, like, I believe that, uh, I believe that after a certain number that you have to reinvest back into your business to allow the trickle down effect to happen. Right. Like Microsoft has what, like what they say, like million dollar fucking janitors because they give them shares of the company and shit like that. Well, something like that. Right. Like, yeah, what I'm saying, what I'm asking is like, once you hit $999 million. Yeah. After that, taxed at 95%. And that money goes back into building the roads that your company uses for you to make the money instead of you taxing like not paying taxes. Here's the only gripe with that. I I believe taxes is a corrupted thing anyway, right? Because I understand why we need taxes because we have to pay our government officials and that includes garbage men, uh, the construction workers and things of that nature, right? But at the same time, I would rather, yes, there be billionaire classes and millionaire classes. And the reason why is because we, like, as a society, right, capitalism is built for just that, right? To have a person can literally like have a cent in their pocket today and then literally tomorrow become a millionaire. Like there's literally ways to wake up tomorrow a millionaire from having a cent in your pocket, right? Um, I have no problem with that. It's just that I do believe that when you reach a certain amount of income, 
then it starts to proportionally need to be back, needs to be invested back down into the company. That doesn't mean that you the, can't I'm become. Right. I'm not talking about the what, company. What are you talking I'm about? I'm saying, <clears throat> like, okay, for example. Like, first, let me, okay, let me answer your question real quick. Okay. Yes, yes, I think there should be millionaires and billionaires. Okay, now go. Okay, I'm okay with millionaires. I'm talking about billionaires. Mm-hmm. But, okay. for example, I read somewhere that it would cost, I think it was $8 billion to end world hunger. Eight billion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos has $187 billion. Mm-hmm. By himself, he could end world hunger. Mm-hmm. But instead, he just stashes all that, all this money. And this isn't, uh, you know, I'm not hating on Bezos or anything like that. But he right. just stashes money that could be used to prop up, like, America. Yeah. Or well, uh, how about how about but, this? How, how about the idea that there should be a cap on how much more the CEO of a company can make versus the lowest paid person in the company? Like it used in in uh, Japan, I think the mm-hmm. the CEO can only make it's like I think seventy five times what the I, I'd have to look it up. I've read this. Yeah like months ago, but they could only make 75 times what the lowest person makes. So therefore, if the CEO wants to take home a million dollars a year, he has to pay the lowest person in his company, you know, whatever 75% or 25%, so 250,000. Okay. What do you think about that concept i'm cool with that concept my thing is i i disagree with you when you say there should be you're okay with millionaires but not okay with billionaires um because the thing is like one we have to realize um we have to realize that when a, when they say a person that has so many millions and so many billions, they're not talking about liquid, right? Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? But that's but it gets misconstrued when we talk about oh, Jeff Bezos could end the could end it with just you know seven point eight or or eight million eight billion dollars, like. But he has like a hundred billion. He doesn't have a hundred billion. Things that he has adds up to a hundred billion. He I honestly you, I, look. Look, I'll say it. I, I guarantee you, he has eight billion dollars in liquid. Instead of him and Elon in liquid, trying to I get to space, yeah. yeah. Why don't you end homelessness, Jeff Bezos? You started a NASA company, and your in the state of Washington has always been known as like a as a like a like a nomadic place. Like a lot of like people just go there. They Instead yeah. of their house, the homeless people are just there. Mm-hmm. A very, very large population of that. Why would you? The fuck are you doing in space when you got people struggling in your in your your home city? Like you're, you'll spend it millions because it doesn't because it's not profitable. He'll spend, that's why you'll spend billions uh, trying to get yeah. into space. Space not going to be profitable yeah. either. You're spending billions of these. You're crazy. Money. You're spending how the fuck is space not going to be profitable? You're gonna have to. You know, you're gonna have to, you know, gonna right have to justify away. what you just said. 
It's not going to be profitable right, right away. What are you talking about? We have people paying like $50 million just to have a seat on an aircraft. That's, what do you mean it's not going to be profitable right away? That's very, very, very elite people. You have millions of people who are on your streets in your city. Where you can, take, you can take half of what you're trying to go to space with. Not there's no guarantee you're gonna get there. Yeah. You're just yeah, you but just I'm, I'm not agreeing with you, but I'm not agreeing. I'm not agreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I'm sorry. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is that you're asking a businessman to do something that's very unprofitable, is what but you're see, asking. But see, that's that is the inherent problem with capitalism is True. something is not profitable, therefore we don't do it. That leads sure. to, well, that leads to shit like homelessness and mm -hmm. the CEOs making $10 million a year while they pay their workers minimum wage mm -hmm. because or laying off huge parts of the company just so that you can take a bonus because you saved the company money. Everything in life shouldn't be in search, in my opinion, shouldn't be in search of profit. There are some things that are just better for the for the greater good. True. And but but the way the world is built, things take things to do shit, right? Like that's not the way the takes, world is built. That's the way America's built. Well, I mean, that's yes, it is. It, but it's the way the world is built too, because the world has been doing this way before America was built. So we can't stop and just smash America for doing what the world has been doing. People have had the barter system, which has taken advantage of some type of capitalism. So we can't sit there and say it's the way America's built. The world is built that way. If you want to, if you, you know, like if I'm a farmer and it takes me all day to grow apples, I'm not just going to give you apples. You want some apples from me? Well, cool. What do you have? You never to lived give on me? a farm, though. That literally I, is how it goes. No, like, no, no, it's not. Yeah. There's a bartering system like, hey, I grow apples and you have a cow. When you slaughter your cow, cool, let's trade some apples for some of that cow meat and some milk. Right? Like, that's how it goes. Everything has always had some type of bartering to it. Not necessarily. There people I've lived out in, out in the country, people will literally, hey, I, you know, I had to, to get all the corn out of the garden and I've got extra here, take some. And they'll just give you, I mean, it's not granted. It's not widespread, but yeah. that does happen. Like here, I've, I'm not I've saying got it doesn't go get as many apples as you want. I can't eat them all. And yeah, they, but, people look out for each other. Right. They but can, what I'm saying is that it, in order to maintain that, that field, what else does it take other than manpower? Right. You've got to, You've got to ha have tools to cultivate the land, mm -hmm. right? You've got to have water. Water comes at a cost, right? So at some point, you're doing something to keep that water running, right? You're selling something to have some money to pay that water company, to buy those tools, right? They're not giving you the tools for free. You have to right. go buy these tools. Even, you know, so there's always something bartered and traded, whether it's money or goods or services, right? So to get back to what we we're, huh? That's at a different level. Yeah, you go to a store to buy the tools, but you don't look at your neighbor like, well, it, you know, this plow cost me eight grand, so I can't give you anything. Like, 
I, I needed to plow anyway. So I bought it. And now that I've got more than I need, do you need yeah. some? You go to your neighbors. Do you need some tomatoes? Do you need some right? Corn? But you, you yeah, need- but you go to your neighbor. But you're not you're not just doing that on a regular till you don't have anything. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying about making a profit. Like that farm at some point still makes a profit. Jeff Bezos giving away all this money to end world hunger. It's not profitable in the sense that once he does that, let's take him making a profit out of the equation. He goes and ends world hunger, right? And he goes and gives all these people money and food who don't have money and food, and he ends world hunger. How long does that last? Well, you got to think in order to end it, it's going to take manpower, tools, equipment, you need buildings to be able to sustain it. So now you got to go put people to work. So it's not, he's not just giving the money up. He, he's going to get his money back in return. It's going to take a couple of years for him to get that money back, but he'll get it back. But, if you yeah, but what it. I'm saying is like, if you take him out of the equation as far as making money back, right? Like what happens the next time there's people that need, that are, what happens the next time world hunger hits? Right. Because just him doing that one time ends it for a certain period. It's not going to end it forever. No, but there's money that could be spent in programs to ensure that that doesn't happen again. And some parts okay. of the world, they started working on level, certain farms I mean, you'd have to a... generate food to where it's like, hey, we could generate food for our for this city. Just in this one little farm, we're able to generate food for this city. So no one in the city is going hungry. But if they could mass produce on a mass scale, then yes. But that what is that going to take? It's going to take you need a big money investor. So uh, okay. like Elon so, and come along and there we there right. we go. Now, here's where I agree with the conservatives on something, right? You need you need a class of poor people. Right. You need a class of poor people. You need you need you need homeless people. Right. And the reason why is because. If if you're homeless, you're not working, you're not doing anything right. You're just waking up begging for money. Right. No, it's not true. Well, not not them. Okay, not all homeless people. Right. The vast majority of the vast majority of homeless people work. The vast majority of homeless people work. Okay, statistics. Actually have jobs, yes. All right. So those, that vast of majority of people, they're not working a job to where they're making enough money to live on, right? Correct. Well, the thing is, if if you tell people, hey, you can be mediocre, you can work a mediocre job and not make much money and still come home to a pretty decent house and food always on your table, then what's the use of a person going and trying to do more, right? Trying to be because like we're doing, killing ourselves, working these 40 hours until we can come up with something that we ain't got to work 40 hours a week for, right? That is, uh, I'm sorry, but that's a dumb argument because if you have, if you have the basics, mm-hmm. okay, you have a basic house mm-hmm. and basic food, mm-hmm. and you know you're just living, but you're working a mediocre job. Now, 
what you consider a mediocre job, let's just say fast food, okay, mm-hmm. or in a grocery store as a cashier, or a convenience store as a cashier. Now, those are jobs that people depend on. You yourself depend on a gas station worker for you to get gas, for you to get snacks. But if so, if that person were to quit and that store closed down, that would inconvenience you. So that is not a lesser job just because it's it's kind of a menial task. Well, I'm not talking about. I'm not speaking of mediocre as far as the actual task. I'm speaking of mediocre as far as the financial. Like you go work a job that's right. like ten dollars an hour, sixteen dollars, whatever but that you, job is. But those jobs shouldn't be ten dollars. They shouldn't be minimum wage jobs because yeah. if it wasn't for that person, if mm-hmm. everybody in McDonald in a McDonald's quits, mm-hmm. the the person above that, like the owner of that McDonald's, loses thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, I don't know how much a McDonald's makes in a day, yeah. but, you know, and how many people does that inconvenience? Like people depend yeah, on but fast food no, workers. I mean, definitely. But you can't talk about what shouldn't be. We're talking about what what is right. We're talking about so what is about what should that. No, no, no. Conversation so is take away what should form. be and what shouldn't be. So you, you're yeah, saying, but what I'm so uh, you're saying take away you saying there has to be a poor people. A poor level. I disagree. The reason why I disagree, is because why does that have to be an option? Why can't we just make the median mean of living? Why can't that be the new bottom where everyone is able to sustain themselves? Not everyone is. You don't have homeless people. Everyone is at least working and at least able to pay their bills and not be super struggling. Like, okay, you don't have a bunch of money to where we're going on vacation all the time. But, hey, you know, if I go to work and I put the 40 hours in, everything's taken care of. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Instead of there's people out here who are, they're going, working 40 hours, but he's sleeping in his car. He's sleeping. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why it's not a dumb argument. Also, Donnie, how many people quit their job when they found out that I could sit at home on my ass and collect unemployment and be making more than what I'm making at work? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know the specific numbers, but I can tell you it's enough to where when I was in Florida, every single fucking business was struggling because they didn't have enough workers. I can tell you that here in uh, Arizona, there has been businesses, restaurants. There's a mellow mushroom that was off of uh, fuck uh, somewhere. I think it was in Ahwatukee or somewhere that recently closed. Because they didn't have enough workers to come back and work, because they rather right. sit at home and make because, more on unemployment. So when but, I so wait 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 wait. Okay, so okay. when I nah. so when I speak about hey, 
people having a mediocre job as far as income-based mediocre, not the position. And then people going, wait a minute, why the fuck am I busting my ass when I could just be sitting on my ass and get this handout and be cool? It's happening. <laughs> so it's not a dumb argument when it's actually happening. And that's why I said we can't speak on what should when there's actual factual things that are happening that show examples to this. But see, the thing okay. with that, though, cool. is... Hold on, hold on, hold on, LeVon. Let, let Donnie go. Hold on. Here's the... <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you can Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If those people were actually paid a wage that was equal to or more than what you get from unemployment, which is really low, they would continue to work. But because they're exploited, I mean... You work in as a server, you get like $3.26 an hour, and you depend on people to tip you for your service. When in reality, the whole reason why that started was during the Depression, they couldn't afford to pay people. So they wanted people who came out to eat to basically subsidize what the restaurant should be paying them. Why should people uh, why no hey, like very few hey, I got, I'm sorry, I gotta pause. I, I gotta take this call real quick. You guys keep going. Okay. I don't know what we're gonna go on about because we're on the same page. We are. i i his <laughs> argument is it's far fetched because it's like yes, those people who were getting unemployment, they were giving that. They they were just getting it. That's not always that's not always going to be how it works. That was a rare case. This was a unprecedented situation and they were just trying to compensate those people for for that time. That's not how going to be the new way of how things are going to be working. We're just going to be pay you pay you all this extra money. No. It's but that's the thing. But but you're saying that Jeff Bezos can end world of hunger by taking his money and do 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 right whether that's donating or coming up with some type of way to get like to give people food and shelter and stuff like that but it's well, but it, you know where where does that end when you're talking about farmers what mm -hmm. what a lot of farmers do is they keep what they need what they know will get them through they can beans they can tomatoes stuff like that they keep what they need and what right. they have left they give to other people Jeff uh -huh. Bezos, I'm not saying Jeff Bezos shouldn't be rich, but he's got more money than him and 10 generations of his, you know, fucking yeah. descendants <laughs> could ever spend. So he should be giving that money back to the people that made him rich. Instead, you've got people working at Amazon that are shitting in bags and pissing in bottles and dying in their warehouses for yeah. now $15 an hour, but then he cut their, their benefits. Why? Because yeah. it puts money in his pocket. Right. But that's a whole different <laughs> argument than trying to say that he should help end world hunger. You guys, no, we got to stay that, on topic. Because I was saying that he's hoarding wealth is my, was my, the original topic. Should billionaires exist or should they hit a certain level and have to give money back into the system that supports them. I but and I believe that they should, but I don't think that we don't that it's unnecessary to do away with 
the billionaire level because you could still become, you could do all that and still become a billionaire. You could do all of that and save up your money and build all these different uh, and buy into these different assets and things. And you can still become a billionaire. And that's why I say I, I don't agree that there shouldn't be billionaires. I think there should be because you can literally, like I said, Jeff Bezos does not have, I can guarantee you for a fact. Well, I, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me watch my word. I can't guarantee you. But I could, but I could bet that Jeff Bezos doesn't have a even a billion dollars liquid. I guarantee it's all gotta be through assets, right? Because to have a billion dollars liquid, that means you live in one house, you have one car, and all the rest of your money you are hoarding. You just literally got to just piling up in a bank. You've got it piling up in several banks, right? You're not spending it to have a just a billion dollars liquid. Think about how asinine that would be to have a billion dollars liquid, like just sitting in the bank. First off, I know for a fact, I do know this for a fact. If he had all that money sitting in the bank, that nigga would be taxed out his ass. Because once you start having millions of dollars in the bank, the government literally comes after you and go, hey, you owe taxes on that money that you got there in the bank. That's that is literally and like and I've talked to people that used to be millionaires. That's literally why they buy houses and cars and all these different assets. It's literally to get rid of some of that money, because if they don't, they get taxed out the ass on that shit. So, he yeah, but, get that's, rid of money. but that's, that's also a scam. Like what they do is, hey, I'm Jeff Bezos, so I've got all this shit. I've got, I mean, he had to, he had to have enough money to buy, like, what was it, New York, I think? He bought two mansions and had one of them moved to the next to the other one and combined them. Yeah. You can't, you can't pay that with stock. You have to pay that with cash. So what they no, do is like, you, you don't have to pay that with cash. Yes, you do. How are you going to no, pay you, somebody to move a house? You can pay that with credit. It? You can pay it with credit. Let's remember, you can pay it with credit. You can pay but it you with a loan. But you have to pay that with cash. Eventually, you you're not going to you're not going to put. Okay, let's say he has. So a, they won't even uh, let you buy a. They won't even let you buy a, a million dollar house in cash. That's fine. Or let's roll with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they won't even let you just cash. I'm not, like, I've I'm heard D, I, DJ Paul or no, Juicy J. Yeah, Juicy J literally said, I had to get my credit straight because I went to go buy a house. It was a it was a million dollar crib. And they were like, your credit's fucked. And he's like, yeah, but I got the cash right here. I can pay for this shit right now. And they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, that's not the way we do things. Uh, we're gonna pull your credit up and see how your credit is, and that's how we do it. We we just don't take cash. Now there are some people, like if you go to an owner, you can buy a crib cash and all that shit. But when you start getting up into the upper echelon of fucking buying shit in that world, they're okay, not doing so things with straight cash because that shit gets taxed, bro. Two things. One, if you're buying a house from a bank, you 100 percent could buy a house for cash. 
as a matter of fact, companies are doing it all over the country. Like these big hedge funds are buying houses and bidding, like offering more than what is what the listing price is. Yeah. And buying it in cash. You can do that. I, yeah, like, I said you can. Like there are some buyers that you can't do it from, but you start getting into like buying mansions and shit like that, bro. You can buy a million like, dollar just because just because Juicy J wasn't able to do it. If you go well, in and he say, was just an example, uh, right? I'm just saying that's anecdotal. Like if you go into a bank and you're like, "Hey, I want to buy a house or do a realtor," let's just say it all ends up going to a bank anyway, and they're like, "Okay, how much do you have to put down?" And you say 100, percent they're gonna be like, "Oh." Okay, and they'll sell you the house. Yeah. That's yes. I mean, but you can, we're talking you about back, back on, we're talking about but, back on point. Huh? Back on. Point. But what I was oh, but, but okay. what I was saying is, I'm not saying that he bought the houses with cash. I'm saying you can't pay a company to come and move your mansion down the street and then combine them. You're not going to pay a general contractor. Yeah, with anything hey. money. I got to mute for a sec. All right. <laughs> His so, argument anyway. is wrong. F, it's beneficial for Bezos from the standpoint that if he, the, not even the world, you don't got to end world hunger. You ain't got to even do that. Just go to your right. own state. Just go back in, in Seattle, end homelessness in Seattle, uh, end hunger in Seattle alone. It's going to raise your entire city up to another level because now well, it's going to be a place that people want to move to even more because they're like, oh, he's got people off the streets, which means in order for him to do that, he's got to put them to work, which he's going to have to well, create something like to put. Them yeah, to work. my my take is, you know, if you want to like, OK, instead of working, instead of having let's say 1,500 people working in an Amazon warehouse and making them work themselves to death, hire an extra 500 people and pay them a decent wage instead of... Uh, everything doesn't have, have to be about maximizing profit. I know that's the corporate mindset, but employ more people instead of getting rid of people so that you make more money. Okay, so now you're only making $995 million a year instead of a billion dollars a year. Poor you. I think you'll survive. Yeah. You know, by paying some more people, give them decent benefits. And the whole idea, going way back to the idea that he was saying about, you know, menial jobs or I forget what he called them. There's no job on the planet that is a lesser job. Like everything, every job is, for lack of a better word, essential. Yeah. Because as you can see, businesses close because they don't pay their employees enough. If, they, if you can make more money staying at home and getting unemployment than you can working at a job, that says a lot about the job not about the unemployment or the person. Like, I wouldn't, I've worked in fast food when I was younger. 
I wouldn't go do this shit for ten dollars an hour. Mm-mm. Put up with that bullshit. Now, you pay people more. They probably, you know, you wouldn't have a problem if you go around the city. Jobs that are paying fifteen, twenty dollars an hour, they don't have a problem finding staff. But the gas station down the road that used to be twenty four seven, it now closes at eleven because they don't have enough staff because they pay seven fifty an hour, or eight bucks an hour. Walmart, <clears throat> Walmart even had to one of the biggest retail stores in the world. Their hours right. have changed. They don't. They had out here. There was like three different 24-hour Walmarts. Now all of them close at like 10, 11 now. Right. And it, it's not like they don't. I'm not talking about small mom and pop places like my shop, for example. I can't afford to hire more people or anything like that. But I'm talking these big corporations, Exxon, you know, uh, Food City, Walmart, yeah. places like that. They've got the money to pay people. But instead, they concentrate the money at the top instead of paying the people at the bottom that make the money for the people at the top. So I I don't like that idea that we need homeless people and we need poor people. Yeah, no, I don't like it either. We don't. I believe if you gave everyone a fair shake, yes, you're going to have some people that just they stay at that level because that's 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 okay because it's enough for them to live. And that's fine. And that's if that's where you want to be, then that's okay. But at least let them ha- be able to have the essentials for what they need and not be struggling, not having to be sleeping out in cars or you know sleeping out on a park bench, and you know they're they're trying to shower you know in the Walmart bathroom and stuff like that. No, if put them to work, you get in the homelessness. Go put those people to work. If they need work, yeah. then, okay, then some of them need medical help. All right, now you go open a hospital. Now, now you can employ these people who need medical help. Now go get some doctors. You're going to, and that not only takes care of the issue in the city, but now you just found another opportunity for revenue that that's going to always be there now and always be generating you revenue. So now I'm not trying to take, I'm going to take a little from your pocket as an investment, as a businessman, this is what you're going to go do. I'm going to go put this money because it can, it's going to come back to me in the end. So that's where I say, I, I, I agree with him. There should be billionaires, but, I think once they hit that level, it should be something to where like, hey, you owe us, you know, 10 hospitals in the country now. You pick wherever you want the hospitals, but you owe us 10 hospitals, and now we're going to employ them. Your name is attached to it. You'll get a piece of that money back. But now we're going to go create some jobs, and now it's specifically going to be catered towards the homeless people, helping them out with what they need to getting them back into society and off of the streets. Mm, I, I, I get behind that idea. They get, we're not, we're going to give the billionaire his money back. Like, hey, you're forever attached. Not only that, it's now optics, you look even great now. Instead of like, oh, he's trying to go to space. Like, no, he just built 10 hospitals around the country. So that he just employed thousands of people by building these hospitals, one. And now you're helping thousands more on top of that. And you're getting yeah. money from all of it. There, who, there's no one who loses in this situation. And we can eliminate homelessness and end the hunger as well. So now you can also claim, like, I've ended homelessness, I've ended hunger in my city, and I've created tens of thousands of jobs as well. You can't lose well, that. That goes back to my idea uh, that we had discussed a while back about a universal-based income. If you give people enough money to have a house and put food on the table, then 
like you said, there are going to be people who that's enough. That's all they need. That's all they want. But for the majority of people, they're going to want a better house, Mm -hmm. a better car, better food. So they're going to work. You know, if, if the bare minimum, you know, if the bare minimum was enough to get by, you wouldn't have people like trying to get promoted in jobs because they're making the minimum. They can live with that. But everybody or most people have a drive to get a bigger house or, you know, whatever the case may be. They want nicer clothes. They want more shoes, whatever. So they, you know, you give them the basics, they're still going to work to get better, Mm -hmm. better everything. Yeah, but, okay, Donnie, to speak to your thing, a lot of people don't try and get promoted because of the bare minimums, right? A lot of people want to get promoted just strictly off, like, greed also. Like, it's just they want more. They They want more money. Right. The, right. The, like, and I that's hear still, what you guys. I, that still I goes along with what I said. What? That they want better shit. They want better clothes or better house or whatever. So they get. They want to get promoted to get more money so they can get better shit. Yeah. But. Yeah. So you agree? Cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. Yeah. That I I I agree, I agree because I think that if you give them, I if you give them a starting point, and then it also to me it also gives people the opportunity to want to go and chase their passions and their dreams. Like okay, yes. hey, I have enough to take care of my house and everything that I need, so I don't. There's no worry that that stress or pressure is off. I can actually take the time and I can go get the degree. I can go back to school. I can go yeah, follow can, the dreams that I want now. I can start painting. I can be a rapper. Yeah, whatever, exactly. you know, whatever. Chase your dreams because you know you don't have to go spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week at some menial job that you hate that saps away all of your energy. And you've True, only got but, again, but again, like with trying to say that Jeff Bezos has enough to end world hunger like i said what happens the next time because ending world of hunger doesn't mean that there's about to be jobs everywhere right mm-hmm. like ending world hunger does not mean like if you you can't just say okay jeff bezos end world of hunger you have the money do xyz and a world hunger is going to end no like well, if you give people really, a hand huh we're not really talking about world hunger though like that's what LeVon said. Well, I mean, even no. you can even take it. In World Hunger, what's it going to take? He, he's, the first thing you got to do is find a way to come up with the food to have for everyone. You got to find a way to generate enough food and enough produce to be able to feed the people. What is that going to take? That's going to well, we need. America by itself throws away enough food, like fast food restaurants, throw away enough food to end World Hunger. So, yeah, but the reason why they throw away that food is is because if I if I come I, we, in, I know we've been down that. We we talked. Oh, I'm sorry, I, audience. I'm sorry. I'm doing two <laughs> things at <in> once, <laughs> so I missed a whole conversation that they had. So no, if y'all listening and y'all like, why is this nigga no, backtracking? That's what we had talked about. We talked about that on another episode about lawsuits and all that. 
So I, I, I understand that. But the reason why they don't ship it to, you know, a starving country who isn't going to sue you if they get sick is logistical. We're like, well, how are we going to get it there? It's going to cost so much money. Okay. But you're making billions of dollars. You've got the money to spare. Uh, you know, instead of the CEO of every, you know, because most of your McDonald's are franchises and shit like that. So instead of the the head guy of each McDonald's making, I don't know, a million dollars a year. So they make $995,000 a year. And you take five grand from each of them and set up something to shit. Like it could be done and people would still have more than enough money. It's just. Yeah. But then at the same time, like I said, like one thing I, I like, I agree with Louis Vuitton, right? Louis Vuitton does not have outlet centers. They don't have clearance centers. They don't have shit like that. Right. After they get done with whatever the season closes, they burn it. Why? Because it holds value. If a company tells you, hey, you pay $20 for this, but at the end of the night, we're going to give it away to somebody. And it's like, why the fuck would I go pay $20 for this? I'm going to just wait till you give this shit away and be back there in line waiting to get this okay. shit. Tell me this. Three o'clock in the afternoon, you're hungry and you want a burger and you're telling me that you're going to wait till they close at midnight and stand in line to get that cold burger? Yes, literally some people will do that. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. We have people that will literally rather sit on their ass and collect a check than to go and work. But that number, that number is so small that it's irrelevant. We're not talking about percentages. We're talking about what people actually do. But see, here's the thing is they're getting checks just for sitting there. We got to take that away. If we provide the opportunity to where, (laughs) hey, the job is available. You just need to show up and go work. You will be guaranteed to have the money to take care of your family. Then there's no need for unemployment. Then there's no need for people to be sitting at home. You can't sit at home and make money. If you're not working, you ain't getting shit. The job is there. Your spot is there. You have the opportunity. If you work, it's there. It's yours. If you don't. Yeah, but we have to have the jobs to say that there's jobs there, right? Because if everybody goes back to work, let's be real. How many how many millions of people are there? How many billions of people are there in the United States? Okay. Right? I think it's something like 34 seven, billion or something like that. So seven like I, billion people in America. Like I, seven no, billion people in America. No, no, there's not even a billion. There's like 700 no, million people in America. 700 million people. Okay. There's not 700 million jobs. Seven, uh, right. 700 million jobs. So, That's, again, right. well, we're okay. like. This, this goes back to you saying, you talking about people with bullshit jobs there everybody can't be promoted there's not enough there's not 700 there's not 700 million managerial jobs that people are going to get promoted to so that means somebody's going to have to work at the lower level now if you go around like you talk about your mellow mushroom there if mellow mushroom paid a decent wage instead of trying to funnel that money up into the corporate office and pay the CEO more money, if they instead paid the workers more, I guarantee you, if you go around your city, $15, like $15, $20 an hour jobs, they don't have trouble looking for or uh, finding employees 
The only yeah. people that are having trouble finding employees are people who don't want to pay enough for people to survive. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. You're absolutely right. But even if they did and you brought back all the people and every shift got filled and every position got filled, there's still going to be people out there needing work and needing jobs and not going to be able to work. And they're going to be fucking homeless. And that goes back to a previous episode where I said we need a universal basic income where everybody gets a set amount of money from taxes from the government. Everybody gets a set amount of money every month to pay their bills. Then uh, and you don't whether you're working or not, you get a set amount of money. Let's just say it's a thousand dollars. So you get twelve thousand dollars a year from the government for free. Is that enough to live on? No. In in no city in America is that enough to, to survive on. Right. So you're gonna have to work. But, but again, even if you even if, but that's what I'm saying, even if you give universal basic income, there's still a not enough jobs for people to work to not be homeless. Now that's with true. basic income, now universal basic basic income would end world hunger, right? If around oh. the world everybody, hold on, everybody had a basic income. Now okay. at least every month I know even if I'm homeless, I can go eat. Cool. World hunger done, right? Okay. But we're still at that fact of two things. One, there's going to be some lazy ass people that don't want to work, right? Because they're going to be like, well, fuck it. I, I really don't give a fuck about having the crib over my head. I'm going to do this or I'm going to go work a $5, $10 an hour job just to pay some rinky dink bullshit, right? And then you also have the other thing that is, even if there's people that slack off and they want to just collect that thousand dollars just so they can eat. There's still not enough jobs. Okay. So, and that's why I say we have to have a poor class or even a homeless class is because we can't, there's no way in hell to create enough jobs to support. But there's a difference. It just isn't. There's a difference in saying we have to have it and saying there will be yes there will inevitably there's going to be a poor class or a homeless class of people but that doesn't mean it's necessary that just means it's going to happen there's there's a big distinction there like we have a poor class because the upper rich class need people to work so that they can keep their wealth that's why we that's why they say we need a poor class. It's not that we need it, it's that it's gonna happen. And the reason why they want the poor class is because that puts money in their pocket so that they can take those resources and hoard them. Now if they yeah. and, and I'm okay with people being rich. Like I have no problem with people being rich. Even millionaires, multi-millionaires. I'm cool with it. That's fine. But they have to really, you know, most big corporations will run a skeleton crew. They'll hire just just enough people to get the work done. Give everybody, like, 
the the amount of production from a single person has tripled since like the 50s, I think. So your average worker is doing three times as much work as they used to, but getting paid less because the money's going up. You could lighten the workload on these people by hiring more people and splitting the workload, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't make the upper class as much money. Like, like I said, you, you know, you can go from making a million dollars a year to making 900,000 a year and you'll still survive. You'll be just fine. And I think something like that needs to happen, whether they're taxed and they use that tax money to set up a UBI, which would create jobs because you'd have to have a division to do all that. But, you know, or we put in place that people can only get paid, you know, X amount that the the average worker gets paid. Something needs to change. Mm -hmm. Instead of a few people having all of the money, that needs to be spread out more across the people. And that's my final thought on it. I agree. They gotta, something's gotta give, something's gotta change. Um, I, I, it is, it can be done. The fact that, and even the fact of him saying there's not enough, there's not enough jobs now. No, but what are we short on in this country? Right? So food is an issue. So obviously we need more places to generate that. That's going to create jobs because you need someone to run it. You need someone to build it jobs. Then that's going to encounter, you're going to have people getting sick, hospitals, jobs. And then now these people need the schooling to do it, education, jobs. They're they're right there. That one thing, just from needing food, you just created another health demand and another education demand that's going to increase the jobs in any area and it's going to put more people to work as well. Right there, you're solving a problem. You're solving multiple problems by solving one all together. And the people creating these jobs are going to generate revenue from it. Not at the rate that they want, but they will still generate additional revenue. So then we're still funneling some money back into the big man's pockets. I mean, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be about generating money. Just build a school, put your name on it. That gives, you know, that, that makes you look good and you're helping people. So it costs you, $10 $10 million. I don't know what a school costs to build it. Costs you $10 million. $10 million ain't that much to a billionaire. Yep. That's that's pocket change. So it doesn't always have to be about getting what you can and holding on to it. Yeah. I mean, that's and, and especially in the black community, you know, we all are like, if you've got extra, you're giving it to somebody. That's that's how we've survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's how we grew up. Like, if you've got, if you've got shit you don't need, you give it to the next person, and not just black. You know, white people do it. Too. We all do it. Oh, yeah. We're all, you know, the whole poor class. We, Devin out Rose's clothes. We give it to somebody who has a kid. Here, we're not gonna. You know, I could take those and sell them. Sure, but. Why do that when I could give it to somebody and they don't have to spend money on clothes? Yep. I've got a ton of shit around here that I've been trying to get together. 
and find somebody who needs it. Like I could take it and donate it to Goodwill, but they're going to make money off of it. I'd rather give it to somebody who just needs it for free. And that saves them from having to buy something new. So why aren't rich people doing that? Like, yeah, sure, you could make money by doing this or doing that, but you could also just be a decent person and help people. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, and maybe that's because I'm not rich. You know, that's why that's my mindset. Maybe I don't have the, that, uh, you know, fuck you, pay me attitude that you have to have to be a billionaire. What are we looking at? <laughs> that's my cousin. <laughs> oh, what's She's up, bro? <laughs> and they said, what's up? <laughs> she said, why am I not in on the call? You wouldn't want to be on this call. This is boring stuff. We're talking about like basic health care and shit like that. You are stupid. No, but She's yeah. in a dungeon right now. We're going to do it. We're going to end this uh, episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> <I> guess, <laughs> yeah, we're going to end this episode. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, check us out. Send us an email. Double take 21 at gmail dbltake21 at gmail let us know your guys' thoughts uh we be checking in with y'all again soon double take we out baby peace, peace.